and welcome to this episode of No Low Time. It is episode 104. My name is Ovid Phyllis and with me, a special guest, Dr. Joel Young. Hello. Welcome to No Low Time. <laughs> it's the No Low Time NPR podcast. <laughs> What's up, dude? Dude, it's, be, it, it's nuts. I, it's like we forgot how to podcast. I know, I know, right? I, I told you, I felt like it's been like three weeks or some crazy long amount of time since we've been on here. Guys, thank you for your patience. Thankfully, we survived. Uh, we were very fortunate. Uh, we, we're, of course, we're, we're, yeah, we, we really were fortunate with that hurricane. But of course, we're, we're you know, our hearts and, and our thoughts and, and, our, and our, our prayers with those in the Bahamas, of course, because, you know, they really got a really hard, a really hard hit there. But um, thankfully, we're still able to, to be here, going to be on the show. All is well for us. But, uh, but yeah, man, we're back. We're back. Absolutely. I'm happy to be back because uh, I missed our topics and discussions over here. So uh, get ready to have a good time, dude, because it's going to be it's going to be a good one today. Absolutely. Yeah, we got a few things going on. But Joel, you went to NYC last week. How was that, man? I did. Uh, hurricane slowed me down on my trip, but I still made it out there. Uh, had a good time catching up with family and some friends. A lot of people that I know that are out there uh, basically stayed in the Brooklyn area, but really uh, wanted to make sure I got into the city, into Manhattan, where all the, the action's happening. So on Friday, I did that. For those of you that follow us on our social media, and if you aren't, you're missing out, guys, at No Load Time. It's at No Load Time, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I was out there posting and did also a live video uh, from two fun locations that I got to visit. I visited more spots, but there's parts that interest you guys. And that would be, uh, first of all, Video Games New York. That's in Lower Manhattan and Midtown Comics, which is in Central Manhattan, uh, about 42nd Street, right around you know, Times Square. Uh, so for Video Games New York, you know, Obed, you and I have talked about this store before. It's a really cool spot. The last time I visited New York, I really wanted to get out to it, but I was uh, busy with some other things that were on my agenda at that point. But, but this time I was able to make it out there. Very nice, uh, very sweet shop. Uh, you know, it's 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 a nice little like most places in New York. It's a hole in the wall, but it's a special one, right? It's got the nice big yellow video games in New York on the outside, big Mario and Sonic welcoming you into the store. And uh, once you come in, it's you know it, it it's amazing. It's got something for everyone. It's it's great because it's got you know your classic games, you know, uh, game <laughs> games for consoles that no longer exist, and of course current yep. gen. In addition to, of course, uh, a, lot, a lot of support for, you know, the fighting game community with a lot of the fight sticks and the parts that you need to create your own fight sticks. Yeah, I was going to say, with the first fight stick I modded, uh, it was a Hori V3 for PS3. And the parts that I got when I originally started modding that stick, all those parts came from Video Games New York. Because I was looking for specific parts. Um I mean, they were out there, right? Uh, I, I later learned about, you know, Focus Attack and Arcade Shop and Paradise Arcade Shop, which are fantastic uh, stores for, for parts like this. Uh, but back then, um, I think Video Games New York had the best pricing. Uh, shipping was good. Shipping was really fast. So, yeah, it, it props to them because they, they really, did really good on that, yeah. Yeah, it's cool because they, they have a nice setup, uh, you know, with literally laid out all the different parts and you can just kind of just point, this is what I want, that's what I want. So it was really, really cool. Um, and like I said, it has, you know, a mixture of stuff for everybody there. I, I was looking at Dreamcast stuff, uh, you know, I was talking to you about it as I was out there. It's cool because they, they have a whole section for just imports, uh, which is really, really cool. Nice. 
Um, I, I know that if you were in there, your eyes would be glowing because you'd be like, they have this thing and they have that thing. Like it's, I mean, we, I'm talking like stuff brand new. Literally, it literally says factory sealed. They've got this stuff sitting right there. It's a, it's a wealth of games. Uh, and it was, it was a really nice store to visit. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. How about the, uh, comic shop? Yeah. Midtown comics. So I, I, you know, I've always been told about this, this comic book shop. They, they have a, a series of them. There's three different uh, Midtown comics and different parts of Manhattan, but the main one being in Times Square. Um, and I've been told it's one of the biggest video game shops that you will go into. Okay. It's cool. Let's check it out guys. It's amazing. It's two floors high. Um, it's literally right, right away from Times Square where, you know, the ball drops or whatever in New York. Uh, and it's it's amazing. I mean, you're you're talking literally walls just for tr the trades for the new issues. Uh, they've got uh, several different collectible pieces uh, uh, content. You know, you're talking whether it be um, special packaging or specific versions, uh, limited edition versions of comics. Uh, I, I saw plenty of different memorabilia from films, signed and autographed from, of course, uh, actors and also comic creators, artists. Uh, that they had out there, it, it was it was like a candy shop, dude, like a kid in a candy store. I mean, literally, it was like there's nothing, nothing that made me unhappy. Like it just joy just hits you the second you walk through. <laughs> nice. And I, I I took such a long time just going through looking at uh, looking at all comics, just stopping there, starting to read. Like there was there was a Thanos comic book that I wanted to read for a while that they had there, so I just stopped and started reading a little bit there. I'm like, gosh, time just was flying by. Uh, really, really, really nice stuff. They they had a the biggest thing I think that everybody was kind of whether you be a tourist or I guess even I'm assuming locals are also in their mixture and everyone wanted to stop by was the Infinity Gauntlet signed by Josh Brolin. You know, sitting right, oh, yeah. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it, it was it's a, it's a great store. I ended up uh, picking up some stuff. Uh, ended up getting a a uh, another thing that I actually have to put up my desk when I get when I get back in the office. But uh, yeah, it was it was a really nice store. Two floors high, dude. Two levels. Nice. That's awesome. We have pretty decent shops down here, though. I mean, we we do. I mean, uh, Coliseum, they, they keep a neat store. And, uh, you know, in, in the in-betweens, uh, we no longer have, like, Think Geek and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, we, and there's a, 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 quite a few local small shops that are, that are really good with, you know, some nice people in there. But, yeah, man, that Midtown store sounds fantastic, bro. I, mean, yeah, I saw I saw the pictures you posted and the videos, and I was like, "Man, this looks crazy!" Yeah, the, all the figures and then the gauntlet, and yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. great. It's great. That's great, dude. Great, great, awesome. Uh, pretty quiet for me, man. Uh, keep playing that Resident Evil Two remake. Fantastic. Um, I don't have anything negative to say about that game at all. I mean, if anything, is that it on the it chugs a little bit on on the regular PS4. That would be the my only thing, you know, and that's not the game's fault. <laughs> so, so I have nothing against that uh, that game, dude. That game is phenomenal, and as I mentioned before, sound design in this game is so good. It's the sound; it's a character. Like you have to play this game with headphones because it's just the immersion and just the way the sound uh, and and it's said on on this game uh, is just absolutely phenomenal, man. So uh, I highly recommend this game. It's really, really good. Real, if you're if you're into the spooks, but you know, not not like the creepy spooks, but just the you know the the, fun oh, ones. the zombie jump scare kind of thing. You know, if you're into that, it, it's uh, you know absolutely fantastic. It, it's great, and 
I, I started thinking and what if like, I know Resident Evil four is available on pretty much anything. The game still holds up, but I mean, I would like to see uh, like a full on remake of Resident Evil four made in, in this sort of thing. It's this sort of engine because the Resident Evil four is not, it's, it's a challenging game, but it's not necessarily hard. This one, this one has, this one's hard. It's, I mean, if you, even if you got a normal, I've died a billion times and, you know, and have like 30 saves on, on my, on my first run doing a little bit better now, but at the same time I have less ammo. So, you know, give and take and, uh, and yeah, I mean, this game is just really good. And other than that, dude, Again, emulation is uh we, we do not condone it. We we do not uh yeah do it at your own risk. Uh I, we will not provide links, we will not provide websites that provide this sort of things. But during the hurricane, I found myself kind of bored. You know, we had a few days off because of you know the 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 hurricane uh, advisories and and not knowing if this thing's gonna hit us or not. So so I got bored one day and I was like, man, I wonder if I can emulate Sega CD games. So I jumped in to one of, one of those many sites, uh, which, by the way, Nintendo uh, this week sued uh, one of these ROM sites because of, you know, ROM, like hosting ROMs by itself. That act is, is you know, sort of gray area, shady. So um, that's why that's why I'm you know we, uh, I'm telling you again you know we don't condone this but you know it's what well, doing at your own risk Google's the thing it's out there right um, so I went into the side downloaded this emulator for Sega uh, and basically it, it is a Sega emulator um, you can emulate Master System Game Gear Genesis 32x and Sega CD and Sega CD 32x. So basically, all the Sega systems up until you know, uh, I mean, not not counting like the Mark One and the SGs and all this old stuff that only came out in Japan, but up until the Saturn, you could basically emulate anything out of this out of this thing. Uh, I looked up some BIOS files; those were hard to find it's for the Sega CD. I loaded them in and and downloaded a couple of games for Sega CD. It's like, oh, there's a couple of games that I really want to play on Sega CD that I really miss. Um, you know what? When I I still have my Sega CD, but I don't. Have, I only have one game uh, left for it. I I have around ten. Lost them back when I was in high school. So, um, don't let your games to friends if you're in high school. That's a it's it's a it's a pro tip, life lesson, uh, life advice right here. Yeah. Open's a nice guy. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Um. So, uh, going back. And uh, had a little bit of trouble. It's like, man, these things are not loading. The the BIOS file is here. I don't know what's happening. Then it's telling me the BIOS is not there. Loaded another file that I found, um, and and then the the game launched. And it, it launched. It, if you if you have been listening from the beginning, uh, you will recognize the Sega CD lo- you know loading theme. Um, I've used it in a couple of the old intros. So uh, as soon as the music kicked in, I was like, man, it worked. So let's see if this works. So what, what's crazy, Joel, is that this emulator has um, an option to change the CD-ROM uh, read speeds. Um, 
the Sega CD is a 1x CD-ROM, so it is extremely, extremely slow. It had the option to actually emulate an 8x CD-ROM, so the load times were like instant. So there's like literally, Joe, no load time on it. <laughs> so literally. no, no. I mean, not not you know, not to, not not that I intend this pun to be like this, right? But there's literally no load time now on Sega CD games. So I, I loaded in Ro, uh, Robo Leste is one of my favorite uh, games of all time is one of my favorites. It's probably my favorite Sega CD game of all time. Um, and yeah, the game's hard. I, I remember it being hard. I remember it being very, very hard back then. I finished it. I don't know how I finished it. I, I'm old. So my reflexes are not what they, what they used to be. And, um, and, and, and yeah, played a couple levels. It was great. Uh, my daughter was with me. She likes every time I finagle around with the computer, she likes to be next to me and see, right? Um, so I was like, oh, I wonder if I can find something else. So, you know, just clicking into a couple links into a certain website, I found, I was like, oh, yeah, click here, and you can have all the Sega Genesis ROMs from, like, the U.S. releases. So I downloaded, like, another 300 and some games. Which, okay, so it runs perfect with the Sega CD with the Sega Genesis games as well. The simulator is fantastic, and um, I, I loaded up Musha, which is basically uh, Aleste is basically the first Aleste game. So Robo Aleste is the second game, the one for Sega CD. Musha is the first one, um, which I found to be much easier. The game is much slower. Even my daughter told me it's like, oh, this game is slower than the other one. It's like it looks the same, but it looks like it's slower. It was like even a four-year-old can tell that it's actually slower. So I did much better on Musha than I did on Aleste, uh, on Robo Leste. Um, so I loaded uh, loaded a couple of games here and there, just tested, just tested it out, man, and it worked great. Uh, I mean, my computer is not not a modern computer by by any means. I mean, it's a, it has okay specs, but it's you know it's seven, you know, six, seven years old, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, it was pretty. I had a pretty interesting experience during the hurricane. It was pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Joe, Tokyo Game Show is going on. But before we jump in, we do have some breaking news. Movie Pass, which is something that we've mentioned on the show a few times because you, uh, along with uh, other coworkers, had mentioned it. They just announced today, a couple hours ago, that they're actually shutting down tomorrow. And by tomorrow, we're recording this on Friday the 13th, September 13th. 13th. So tomorrow, Saturday the 14th, they will be shutting down. The service will be no more. Joe, what the heck, man? Was it, was it ahead of its time? Yeah, they, they made so many major mistakes, and their death is not for lack of effort. Like they, they really made a strong push and they, they made me hold out from canceling my movie pass when they started to slowly uh, go under. I ended up canceling just when the app literally just stopped working. And at this point, most people just started just going away. Right. But, yeah. um, but when I did use it, like, you know, it was working fine. Everyone had the concerns. This is too good to be true, but why not take advantage of it? Right. Um, but you know, like they, they made that, that strong, I remember a uh, statement where they were saying, look, we're not going to go under. We literally have financial backing, like money in the bank 
just waiting to use as recovery funds as they're in the negative just to keep them afloat. And they were really believing that at some point this thing was going to really catch fire, catch steam, and be okay. But even if you catch steam, you're, it still was a negative, right? Like if your movie, if your ticket costs $15 and you're only paying $10 for the subscription, Movie Pass is still paying the, the company $15. So there's still like, there, there, there was still in the negative. There was, there had to be another way for them to get that revenue, if, whether that be data sharing, something else that they had to do, right? Advertisements, whatever that is, to get that money back. It just didn't seem like they really could ever crack that code, and it was too late by the time that they actually did try and make changes to kind of keep themselves in a, in a, in a you know, just stable funds, not necessarily make a profit, but just try and at least be stable. And yeah. at that point, like their app didn't work, right? So you have to pay $20 a month and you could only see movies that have been out three weeks and three weeks already or something, something crazy, like, or whatever, like there was no point. right? I think, the, yeah, I think the last time, man, it's crazy. Cause I think the last time we mentioned them on the show was that they run out of cash and, yeah. and they didn't have any like operating, you know, operational, you know, cash flow. And man, it's crazy. It, it was like it started really strong, dude. I mean, could it be that they that they were blocked by movie theaters? Could could there be some more to this story, Joel? Do you think it it has something to do with AMC not really coming on board onto on what this plan was? Uh, I mean, what what are your theories? Because I know that you were a user, so I'm asking you about it for sure. And then based on on other things that you've probably heard from someone, you know, some other people, so. Yeah, uh, it, it was it, what was good about it is it was universally accepted by every movie theater at the start. However, that deal was made was phenomenal because I, I I couldn't find a place that didn't accept it, including like little Cracker Jack box places that like you're like, this is a movie theater. And yeah, I took it. But um, when AMC came along, what I did notice was when I would try and use the movie pass and when other people had said things is that AMC wasn't a fan of it. So to discourage um, people from from using a lot of people who who go to AMC or frequent AMCs are are people who that's 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 their go to movie theater right it's it's a very household name so most people have an AMC Stubbs card right sometimes it's a membership I think it's like sixteen dollars for the year or something like that you get rewards based off of you know different purchases so what the movie pass what happened there is when you would go and uh, get your movie pass uh, a ticket. Um, they would not allow you to use your AMC Stubbs card for your ticket, so you couldn't get rewards for the movies you're watching. So uh, that instantly became a problem for a lot of people, and they actually would threaten you. It was it was this bad where if you actually pulled it out and you actually tried to do it on your own on one of the side machines or whatever, they literally threatened that they would come up and literally break your card and and, and throw it away. That's and nuts, bro. That actually happening. People were really angry about it. So uh, you know, AMC obviously pulled the cannon and, and basically not only were they rejecting the, the usage of it with their membership, but then they said, okay, we're going to do you better. We're going to do our $20 plan uh, where you can see three movies a week, any format, and you get the stubs, uh, you know, deals in there included. Amazing. I got, I have that deal currently myself. Obviously you look at Cinemarks that are also very popular right now. Regal, 
Um, those, those three, those three major chains, AMC, Regal, Cinemark, they all have their own subscription plan. They do even less than movie pass, believe it or not. Regal, I think is somewhere in the range of $9, I think, think, but it's, it's still like a very limited thing, but it's, they, they figured out the way of doing it better than movie pass. Movie pass broke the mold, did something new, but these theaters definitely rejected it and then put out their own one up you. Yeah, yeah, kind of like what you know the online services that we've seen now, the, the the service wars that we're we're about to witness here and here in a couple of months. Um, yeah, I mean, last time I went to Regal, I, and, and it's funny because Regal's the is my go to uh, movie place because it's the one that's you know ten minutes away, yeah. good service and whatnot. So, um, so that's my go to movie theater. I, I I've never signed up for any of the rewards anything because i mean i'm not a frequent moviegoer if i if i was you know if i would be in the movie theater at least once a month then definitely i mean i i used to be that person um because um back when when i was at disney we had deals with amc and we i used to frequent the one at over at back then downtown disney now now disney springs uh quite a bit so uh, that used to be my go-to movie theater even if i had to drive a half hour or you know 45 minutes and get stuck in traffic and and whatnot so um that used to be my go-to but yeah i i think regal's deal is it's actually pretty cost efficient and yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a shame they did something good which was like you said break the mold right they started something um and they will be remembering for starting something and not finishing the job but Uh, but at the same time, you know, now now there's options and and that's the good thing. And now by by them uh, starting this sort of project, now all of us win because now every movie theater chain has their own thing and now they're competing. So, you know, we're going to we're going we're gonna to get uh, probably reap the benefits of, of the demise of movie pass so yeah the 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 battling only benefits the consumer right the deal gets better like you said regal i think maybe one of the most cost efficient ones if you want to save money the most um so yeah it's cool i wish movie pass was in the the fold with these other companies still that kind of you because movie pass is one of those united right like it didn't matter what movie theater you went to was the idea it was a mastercard by itself the card itself and they basically loaded with like fake cash exactly yeah and that's what but that was part of the problem too i mean they they were loading these cards with hopes and dreams and then at the same time they didn't (laughs) they didn't have money to pay back dude and they (laughs) ran out of cash like it's really fast dude it was like within within six months or something (laughs) because <laughs> i remember us talking about movie pass in december we started yeah. the podcast in uh i, I want to say like may the following year when we talked about it and then uh a couple of months after that it was like oh but we passed out of cash it's like this thing's been out for like six months yeah it, it's it's crazy i mean it's a shame but you know what uh, again uh, movie theaters are doing their own thing so there are there's, there's definitely alternatives to that so yeah there's movie pass for you done uh joel real quick uh because i just mentioned the streaming wars uh, there was another piece of breaking news that I, I don't know if you saw it today but bob Iger quit uh bob Iger, ceo of disney quit the apple board of directors the same day that apple uh tv plus was announced so uh all the pricing for apple tv plus which they went ahead and undercut disney it's only five bucks a month for the service yes. um fantastic 
because they're they're undercutting people, right? But yeah, I mean, you don't mess with Disney, bro. Yeah, uh, but also, but also, <laughs> there's um, there's some some things in play there. There's actually some like regulations that literally, when that goes into effect, they literally can't be in the same. So, like, as a, as both as both companies would literally like, you can't have their their staff coexisting yeah. in that way conflict of interest right conflict of interest exactly yeah. so it only makes sense right like whether whether they play nice or not at some point you have to say sorry i can't go that far so but but it is interesting still how you said the price point because i mean you and i both know even disney plus that's that's probably not gonna last guys i'm sorry that's not gonna be the price that is now it's probably not gonna be what's gonna be you know in a couple of years but it's interesting that the data just from where they're starting is already lower than, than Disney. I don't think they have as much nearly to offer as Disney, but when they did announce their, their plan, some very, 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 very incredible people are involved. So I'm sure down the line when they do finally, yeah. uh, you know, pull the gun and, and, and launch everything that they have coming, it's going to be something interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to see what Netflix is going to do. I think that they have to readjust somewhere. They have to lower that price because yeah. if, if they want to stay, you know, because they're on top right now, but if they want to stay on top, I mean, what, what, the what, first time Netflix lost a lot of people for pricing, you know, yeah, yeah, surgeons these last few years, yeah, this year, I mean, I'm, I'm about to just down my, 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 the, my package. So, uh, Crunchyroll went up too. I think I'm gonna just suspend that. There's no JoJo until further notice, so I'm good. So, I'm probably just gonna discontinue Crunchyroll until, until JoJo comes back. So, uh, so I'm good. I'm good with just not having the service. And if I watch any of the shows that are uh, on the non-premium, I can deal with you know three commercial breaks. It's fine. I'm good. Um, but yeah, because Disney Plus again to me, that's a they one thing. So, uh, I, Joel, do you want to go ahead and segue into Apple? Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's go Apple. So uh, Apple had their event, and of course they uh, they unveiled. The uh, the the pricing for uh, Apple TV Plus as we mentioned five dollars a month four ninety nine. Um, they also talked a lot about their arcade, their um, Apple Arcade, and, and again, uh, very aggressive with this thing. Uh, this is again not a not a streaming service. This is a gaming service where you pay a monthly fee and you would uh, get. Uh, to download games and play games from different developers. Um, big name developers are working on games for the platform. You got Konami, Capcom's working on games, uh, so a lot of indie games. So very interesting stuff, Joe. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like that they've made a commitment to to still be in the gaming space. Uh, it's 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 definitely something that I can see them growing in, and I think that's something that it seems like they're very confident, and serious, and staying in this space. The thing that that interests me the most is how they're not trying to um, repeat stuff. Like a lot of it is really just kind of like this this exclusive idea of like this is content just on Apple. This is there are own games made for our own uh, iOS, right? So it's like it's a cool thing because yeah, it might it's not going to be like these you know earth shattering. Oh my goodness, I have to play these games right now. But if they do try try and develop and get more understanding of, of how this is gonna you know be a part of their their family Apple, I think that's what they're really exploring. Yep. Like at some point, they could have something where people say, you know, look, I need to have this this subscription right now. It's more like a fun thing to have, and it's it, it's it's a it's a cool feature to have. Like that's what Apple's always into, right? The coolness, right? But yeah, they could get into that space of like 
you have to have. And they can absolutely. really market it that way. Yeah, absolutely. And just going back again, the, the, it, they're doing the same thing that they're doing with TV Plus. It's $5 right. a month. Um, it, the, the way I understand that this is going to be rolled out is that with iOS 13 that comes out next week, you would now have compatibility with DualShock 4 and Xbox One controllers. And that would be, again, just for iOS devices. So I think it's iOS and Apple TV and then a Mac, uh, the Mac version of the, of the, um, of the service will, be, will come down, I think, December or, or sometime early next year. So I, I, can't, I can't remember exactly, but... Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be rolled out in a couple of months. It's not gonna be uh, day and date. So this is gonna be rolled out September nineteenth. Mac's gonna be like three months after that. Uh, and again, this is iOS devices and Apple TV. Again, you'd have the option to pair uh, a DualShock Four, Xbox One controller, or whatever Apple certified you know Steel Series or whatever controller you want to use. Pretty good, man. I mean, five bucks a month is not bad at all. And no, it's a fun thing to have. Yeah, exactly. And depending on the experiences that they're going to have, they're saying that they're going to have over 100 games available. Um, again, uh, you know, way forwards in it, and and um, a lot of uh, uh, you know, a lot of major developers are are in. We'll see. Uh, some of the things that they showed look pretty cool. They showed that Ocean Horn game that looks like a Breath of the Wild knockoff, and that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, yeah. Like I said, like you said, yeah, something fun to have, like an add-on. You know, uh, if you pay your dollar for um, for iCloud, my, you know, sure, add you know an extra here and there. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a decent service. And if they're if they're gonna if they're gonna up the game when it comes to mobile gaming, uh, I think this is the right way to do it and curating uh, their uh, their their catalog uh, because uh, you know they do. They, that's the thing about Apple, and that's the thing I would say. You know, uh, everyone. You know, me being a former Android user, and you being an, a former Android user oh, yourself. Yeah, the the way the way that Apple curates their store is like, I mean, there's like not even, it's, it's not even funny, dude. Like it makes the Android store looks like crap, the Play Store, and and that's the thing. You know, um, you just to have a device that that works and you know you get your support and and get everything you need so you know you're good um joe the uh and then i think the the biggest thing that they of course unveiled with the their new iphones um the iphone 11 and iphone 11 pro and pro max and uh, yeah i mean uh the the 11 being more of an upgrade or an update to the ten, to the uh, to the ten R, uh, basically is it is essentially a ten R with a dual camera uh, now and uh, and a new ship, a new a new processor in it. So uh, yeah, I mean the price point on that is is the same as the ten R. So it would make sense if you're going to do like a sideways, uh, you know, a, a sidestep upgrade. Um, that would be pretty cool. Um, I mean, of course, I'm going to hold off until next year because I just got my I got my 10R not even a year ago, so uh, so I will be holding off until until you know 12 or whatever comes back comes up next year. So uh, and the Pro, uh, which looks like a very interesting device because 
uh, that triple camera and not just it having a triple camera, Joel, the way you could use those three cameras, that's what's oh, really impressive God. on that on that device, Joel. Yeah, that, that was that was super impressive. So when they started showcasing um, that that one particular demo of the of the, the, the cinematographer trying to use it for um, like these musicians or, or something that they were capturing, like doing like a demo or whatever, like that was that was impressive because, you know, you know, Obed, you know, I work in a creative space and for a lot of people that, um, you know, not to say that you're going to use this necessarily professionally, but if you're even just trying to use this for your own fun, wherever you are trying to do right, wherever life takes you, like, it's cool that you have this near professional idea of literally switching cameras, even though it's on the same device. So you've got, you know, your wide shot, your close up, you know, your flipped, uh, you know, front facing, uh, it, it it was it was incredible to see how it literally had a cam b cam it, it was it was it was like a professional uh videography setup just yeah. for an, an iphone i'm like these guys are, are really they're not just saying okay yeah it looks crisper and yeah it looks nicer and yeah it looks more vibrant no like we're actually putting intelligent design into the way this 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 hardware is going to work and that really interested me i'm not saying it's a it's a it's a, it's a thing that that like people need but it's a cool thing that you're giving if you're going to give something new you're giving something really cool to go with it yeah yeah absolutely very impressive and um they they're touting the the device is not you know not a, a regular consumer device at all i mean it's priced the same as the as the you know uh, what what is it called tennis tennis yeah tennis yeah, and and the tennis max so uh, they're they're touting it to be a, a professional grade device, uh, kind of like how they treat the iPad Pro, which is you know basically like a workstation laptop replacement sort of device. Um, so they're 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 touting it to be that, and it was very impressive. Like that video demo by itself was really impressive. They have a new OLED screen on it, um, you know, of course HDR, Dolby Vision, and um, and the new chip on it. Yeah, uh, I was very impressed by that. Um, to me, for me personally, as you know, as a, just a standard phone user that I don't, I don't take high end video. I don't do this crazy things. Um, the the eleven would work out just perfectly for me. Uh, I think you know, I just uh, going for the, the 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 base model with upgraded uh, storage space. To me, that still makes sense. Um, so yeah, man, uh, I, I was very impressed by it uh, for sure, and I'm curious to see what they're going to show next year. Uh, they were, uh, of course, they showed a new iPad, which is basically a replacement for the original or the iPad that came out last year. Um, they already have an iPad Air, so now there's three tiers of iPad um, that that they that they're going to have. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Uh, curious to see what they come out. There's still rumors that AirPods are going to come out this year, like upgraded AirPo AirPods. Um, and of course, there's that, those new Beats uh, Pro that came out that are like supposed to be fantastic. So, uh, you know, they, they have very compelling products. Um, you know, people can criticize them all they want, and I can criticize them because I think their price points in some things, like the Mac Pro and, and their monitors and this stuff, is, it, it is a little bit overboard. $100 pencil was really a stylus. Yeah, yeah, this, this sort of thing. Um, and we can criticize them because of that, right? But, uh, but at the same time, you know, they, they are quality products. And, and like, like I always say, you get what you pay for. And, you know, 
Uh, you can buy a, an Android or you can buy an iPhone. It's it's up to you. But, you know, your experience may experience you. When, that's the thing, right? When you buy an Android, experience may vary. When you buy when you buy an an iPhone, everyone gets the same experience. It's just how you how you treat your phone at the, at that point. So, uh, so I really like that, Joe. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we will be right back. And we are back with you guys. Joe, there's a few things. Again, like I mentioned, Tokyo Game Show is happening. There's a Nintendo Direct that happened. But uh, real quick, Joe, the Joker, there's reviews out. There is a very, very, very positive buzz around this movie. Joel, what do you think, man? Incredible. Uh, I told you I'm on the record. I've been a very strong critic of this. Uh, and I think it's just, just hesitantly optimistic, right? But like I told you, Obed, either this movie is going to be really bad or really good. That's something I've, you can listen to past, past episodes. That's exactly how I categorized it. Sounds like it's on the really good scale, which is what we really were hoping to hear, right? So we want to hear. Uh, it, it opened up to have reviews uh, and it's had screenings by, by various different people, the internet uh, critics and very uh, well-acclaimed critics, right? So the internet critics right now are sitting on Rotten Tomatoes at 75%, so it's, it's fresh. It's a good film, uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, 75%. Uh, it premiered at the Venice Film Festival and at, Venice Fil- at the Venice Film Festival, it received, no exaggeration, guys, you're hearing me right, eight minutes of a standing ovation. That's right, eight minutes of just clapping and standing. Wow, I mean, that, that, that's a workout in its own. But there's, I, I'm not making this up. You can literally, there's footage of this. You can literally watch it. It's incredible. Um, but with that being said, it also, at the Venice Film Festival, ended up winning uh, film of the festival. And that's, that's interesting. That's basically saying it's the best picture that was shown to us at this festival. And there's a lot of things that are shown at that festival that are considered very well acclaimed. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to win Best Picture of the Oscars. That doesn't, doesn't reflect at all anything of that, that nature. Even the, <laughs> any, any of those, you know, those things don't reflect that at all. It's just, it's just a matter of fact. But it's really awesome to see people who watch a certain caliber of film speak so highly of it and say how good it is. Um, I'm very impressed. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be something that is going to take notice. It's on par right now to be, to beat uh, venom for an opening weekend. So it's to make 85 million is what they're expecting. We're still far out of advance. This movie comes out in October guys. Uh, there's hype around it. Obed, you know, are talking about when potentially seeing it. Um, but yeah, Obed, Good reviews, seventy-five percent from internet critics. High praise from the uh, from the, the the very well-received critics. Let's 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 see how this really goes. Yeah, and uh, there was a there was a, a, a an American critic in in the crowd over in Venice, uh, and they asked him, "It's like, hey, do you think uh, do you think this movie will get uh, you know recognition in the U.S. You know, Golden Globes and Oscars and whatnot?" And uh, and he said that he had already talked to some people. And and for sure that movie is gonna be in the running uh for for both because the movie is so good. So yeah, I'm excited. Well, I guess we'll have to we'll have to wait and see and check it out. So so it's gonna be very interesting. 
know, there was a Nintendo Direct last week, and uh, there were some uh, a few things that got announced. Uh, I'm just going to do a quick recap of the, the things that are important to us. Uh, first one being Overwatch is coming to the Switch on October 15th for $40, uh, and it will include a three-month Nintendo Switch Online Pass. The game itself, and and I'm and I'm doing this as a PSA. If you if you buy the physical version, it is a physical case with a download code. It is not a cartridge. So, um, just so you guys know, that's basically how this thing is going to operate. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, big deal. Uh, Overwise, I'm I'm curious to see Digital Foundry whenever they do a dissection on how this game is going to run the Switch because I am very curious on how this thing is going to run. Um, the other, the other big thing that got announced is that uh, SNES games are finally coming to Switch with uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, what, what do they call it? Again, they, they use this weird nomenclature like Super Nintendo, Nintendo Switch Online. So uh, Super Nintendo Entertainment Systems, Super Nintendo uh, Online, uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, they this launched already. Uh, it's included on your, uh, on your online pass. Um, they also announced that they will no longer release games on a monthly basis. Uh, so it could take you know, a couple of months for new games to get added. Um, but the game selection is pretty good. So, um, you know, you got your your classics. So you got, you know, Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island, Zelda, uh, Mario Kart, Super Metroid. Um, you know, you have a pretty decent selection of Super NES games here uh, that, you know, for sure is going to be, is gonna be uh, sufficient for uh, people looking into adding value to their Switch. Uh, go ahead, man, if you... You want to jump in? You can. No, you're good. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited about about what they're doing with Switch. Uh, the catalog getting bigger, more things to be excited about. But you mentioned, of course, the confirmation of the SNES content coming through. Uh, it. It. I, I'm. I'm a fan of what Nintendo brings to the table, man. So that. That's. No, I don't need to add in any more positive than. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, also for the SNES, they will have SNES controllers available for thirty dollars. Um, so you can buy, you can buy those as well, uh, or you can buy a Bido, which a Bido Bluetooth, I believe, are around thirty. I think they're the same price. Um, you know, they're comparable controllers. So uh, yeah, I mean, there's some, there's an option. Um, one that's pretty interesting, Joe. They had another character reveal for uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury is coming in with a very, very good announcement trailer. Uh, a lot of FGC guys are really excited about this. Um, a lot of the younger Smash players or Smash people and you know fans are like, who is this guy? I've never heard of this guy before. Terry's important. Terry Bogard is near and dear to my heart. This is a character that I, that I really awesome. love. Yeah, it's funny because I'm I'm watching the trailer, and I and I go, I was like, I bet he's gonna turn around and go, "Hey, come out!" And, and that's exactly what he did. It's like, yeah, that's Terry. That's I mean, that is Terry. So, um, you know, uh, I have a very uh, a very uh, the SNK characters have a, a special place in my heart. So, you know, what's you know, Carrie, uh, uh, Terry, and and Kyo, and of course, you know, Joe, Andy, and all these guys. So, geese. So it's pretty awesome to see that uh, he's coming in for Smash. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, which was a Wii game, is going to get a remaster. 
uh, on the Switch. Uh, and also Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, which is a uh, spinoff of uh, Shin Megami Tensei, which is the originator of Persona and all these other games. So that is getting a Switch port coming out on January 17th. That was a Wii U game. Uh, so we are still going to get Wii U games on the Switch, and that's fine. You know, don't worry. Uh, one that's very interesting, Joel, De- Deadly, Premon- De- Deadly Premonition 2. Is getting uh, is gonna be coming out on the Switch as a Switch exclusive. Deadly Premonition, the original one, was released on the Xbox 360, and it had a director's cut on PS3. I heard the game is really interesting, but it's not for everyone. But there are people very excited about uh, Deadly Premonition 2. So uh, that's coming out, and one that's really weird, Joel. Though this is the last one I'm going to touch on because this is the last one that's pretty interesting to me is um, that uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast is coming out on the Switch. What do you think of that? That that's a that's like throwback Thursday for that thing. It's so random. Like it, it's, I don't know what made them make this decision. I'm not against the decision. I don't think it's a bad decision, but I don't know how much it benefits. Like it's cool. Like I mean, I'm you know, you and I are both Star Wars people. Look at me. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm literally wearing a Star Wars shirt. Uh, so cool. Like yeah, I, if it's Star Wars, I'll literally put money behind it and just get it just because of Star Wars, right? But like, it's a very <laughs> random. Like you're saying, like hey, let's just pick an old thing, throw it on the Switch. Why not? I I, I don't I don't think they're looking to make crazy sales, but it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, that's a very interesting game. Um, I I never got a chance to play it. By the time this game came out, I was um, I, I was just not into PC gaming anymore. Uh, I did play, of course, Dark Forces on PC and uh, Jedi Knight, which is Dark Forces Two, uh, and this is, of course, a sequel to that. So yeah, it's a beloved game. I know for sure because the game's supposed to be really good. Uh, there is a uh, very there was there was and I believe still is a very active modding community for this game, so it's it's beloved. People people like it. It's a, it's a fan favorite. So uh, very interesting stuff from Nintendo. So that's very good. Um, Joel, moving on to uh, some of the Tokyo Game Show announcements. Um, uh, I think the biggest biggest one being that we got another Death Stranding trailer, which I have not watched. I'm not watching any more trailers for that game, uh, trailers per se. But uh, they did release about a 55-minute demo where Kojima played about an hour of the game, and we finally get to see the gameplay loop. And, yeah, I mean, this is a new genre. This is something different. I told you guys that Kojima was not going to, you know, go quietly into the night and he was going to do something that was going to be either genre defining or just create his own thing. And that's, and that's exactly what he did. Cause I watched about, I, I watched about 20 minutes of it. I really, really want to be surprised and I don't want to get like too spoiled. So I, I scrubbed while watching the video, but I really like what I see, Joe. What do you think? Oh, yeah, this is great. I'm like, this is Tokyo Game Show, dude. Like, this is what the people out there and us at home that get to thankfully watch this online. We get sit down for an hour and literally watch Hideo Kojima talk about his masterpiece as he's playing it, bro. That's awesome, dude. Like, come on, man. What, what yeah. are we, we're, we're, so, we're, we're living in such a great time of life. This I know. Game, 
this game looks phenomenal. I actually went through and, and checked out what, what, what it had to offer fully through. I understand why you don't didn't because definitely uh, it's worth having the surprises. I'm, I'm with you there. But wow, what an impressive uh, uh, demo. You know, it's it's still very mysterious. They, they still have plenty of things that I'm still scratching my head trying to figure out, but it'll all be revealed very soon, right, Obed? And yeah. We're going to get our hands on it. But yeah. they showed us enough to make me go, like, we, we've been hyping it up. I'm like, just wait. Trust me. Like, it doesn't make sense, but it's going to be awesome. I mean, they, the, the, the stuff we've seen before is really cool, but this was, I mean, from the opening cinematic, I was like, okay. All right. Since All right. that first trailer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since that first trailer dropped, uh, that was um, that was very interesting, and uh, we were definitely looking forward to that. Um, and then, and then, Kojima hanging out with um, with Keanu Reeves too, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. So, um, Joe, moving along, um, there was a, a quick Guilty Gear trailer that was released this morning. Uh, they uh, just basically showed another uh, character trailer um, with, you know, uh, Kai and, and Sol, basically. And, Joe, uh, this game is so pretty. And I, I watched this this thing this morning, and, and I got, like, goosebumps because it, it just... It's crazy to think that this game runs on the same engine as Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. It's like mind blo- mind boggling. I mean, it was mind boggling back then, right? When this game came out and then Mar- we saw Marvel and then we got Dragon Ball running on that on, on, on uh, UE4. Um, but, but holy crap, this game looks pretty. And then they showed May uh, that got announced. Uh, and they did say, Joe, that uh, they will have another character reveal at CEO Taco, which will be there. So hopefully it'll happen while we're at the event. So that would be pretty hype. That would be. Uh, it, it is beautiful. I, I went and checked it out myself. And yeah, like you said, Obed, just to know the actual uh, what engine it's running on is the same Marvel's Capcom. It's quite, it's, it's incredible. The art style is just so, so good, dude. It's absurd. Yeah, I don't know. I they they they're doing. I, they're they're doing things that they. I bet that when when brilliant. They, Absolutely. When they when they created UE4, right? Uh, the same thing happened with UE3, right? There was a there's the story about uh, how Unreal Engine 3 was made to um, was incapable of running at 60 frames a second, uh, and how uh, Ed Boon's uh, brother Ed Boon, being the, one of the creators of Mortal Kombat, actually hacked in the engine uh, and made it made the engine run at 60, and that's how Mortal Kombat uh nine you know i believe more come at nine uh yeah that's the one that 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 was on 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 ue3 and they made it run at 60 um so uh they're doing whatever these guys are doing and at our at it's just on a technical level dude this is like really impressive because it's uh, it's like it looks hand-drawn it really does and i really don't know uh, you know kind of sorcery they're they're doing over there it's fantastic um so yeah hopefully we can we can get that trailer while we are while we're at the event um joel we have another trailer for uh or we have the we had the first trailer and a uh, a gameplay sort of explanation uh for the resident evil project called project resistance uh and this is an asymmetric 
multiplayer survival game from where I can gather. Um, there's basically four players versus one mastermind. So it's basically four players. They're in this arena. Um, they have to escape. Uh, each character has uh, their own unique set of, set of skills. And, uh, and then there's a mastermind controlling, you know, zombies, liquors, turrets, and, you know, a tyrant, basically. So very interesting. Uh, kind of reminds me a lot of, like, Left 4 Dead and, um, and, and this sort of, you know, horde games where you're, like, basically four people against the horde. And uh, that Predator game that got announced for PS4 not too long ago, that's it's it's essentially sort of the same thing, but this is of course in the Resident Evil universe. Um, I don't know who's developing this game, Joel. Uh, this is not being developed by Capcom internally. This is a third-party developer that Capcom brought in to work on this game uh, using their own engine and tools. So um, it's uh, it's interesting that uh, that's a that's actually a thing to note as well. So, uh, but yeah, what do you think of that, man? No, I, I that's cool. That the idea of uh, four versus one, like that, that that's pretty fun. Like I, I can see it being a, a nice online experience, a nice friendly experience. Uh, you know, it it looks scary. You know, seeing I love the, that one particular shot of all of them versus the master. You know, just like this guy just walking like a boss. Like, dude, shoot me, shoot me, he ain't scared, man. That's scary stuff when I'm playing those games. But it's gonna be a lot of fun. The challenge accepted. Yeah, he, uh, 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 Mr. X on Resident Evil 2, and you hear those footsteps, man. You better, you better run. You better run. When that music hit, kicks in, you just better run. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it looks interesting. Um, you know, sort of like uh, Dead by Daylight is a game that's out right now that's very popular. That's kind of like that. It's basically, you know, uh, uh, a killer and, and four people, and, you know, one's the killer, and the killer's like really fast, and, first person and then the other four um uh, you're supposed to survive and set traps and, and all these things so uh yeah very interesting stuff um uh cool to see uh joe they uh there's a, an announcement of a uh, of a neo geo another mini console from snk uh but in this in in this case is not a like a mini arcade that you plug into your tv uh this is actually a full-blown arcade stick that you would plug into your TV and has 20 uh, uh, Neo Geo, classic Neo Geo games included on it. Uh, the thing looks massive. Um, and um, I, I'm curious to see what the price point is going to be for this thing. And I need to double check the games list because I'm not sure if they're going to have uh, different games lists for US and Japan. But the device itself looks solid, Joel. Do you have a chance to check it out? Yeah, I got a chance to look it out. Fight sticks are more your specialty, sir. But yep. as a as a as a as a as a noob looking at it, it's a it's a beautiful piece of hardware. Uh, I'm curious to see. Looks really nice. You know, obviously, how it responds, how the community accepts it. Um, you know, is it is is it as responsive as you guys will like it to be? You know, how comfortable is it? These are all very fair questions. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that that was one thing that I was asking myself. I mean, if this thing has like legit parts on it. It, it may be worth it. Okay. Um, like Capcom's, do you, do you, I mean, that, that, yeah. that big stick that Capcom yeah, released, that, that, that they didn't release it in the US for some reason. They, they released it in Europe. But, um, but that thing had Sanwa yeah. uh, parts on it. So yeah, if okay. it has Sanwa parts or Siamese parts, uh, you know, things like that, then 
you know, you, you may charge, uh, you know, an extra 50 bucks for it, but you have, you have a good quality parts on it. Uh, and that would be the make or break, at least for me. So, um, yeah, there's no list of games as of yet. I'm double checking. Uh, but they did say 20. Uh, it that has a, you know, basically an HDMI port, uh, a power input. Um, and then you can connect the pads for uh, for a player too, like the Neo Geo pads that they sell for the Neo Geo Mini Arcade that they were selling. Uh, I like it. Like, it looks really nice. It looks really nice. So I'm curious to see if you can actually use this with something else. Like, if you can use this as a, like a USB fight stick for PS4 or Switch or something, because it's nice looking. It looks really nice. So, so I'm again, you know, I'm curious to see where this goes. Um, I heard really good things about uh, the uh, Turbo Graphics Mini that Konami was releasing. Uh, there was a, an update on that, and apparently it is getting very positive uh, reaction out there. Apparently the device is solid, and it feels good, and the games run really good. So, uh, so that's another positive when it comes to uh, the mini consoles, which uh, for some reason Nintendo's not doing anymore. But, you know, come on. Uh, and the Genesis one comes out next week. Uh, and that's getting mixed to sort of positive uh, buzz. But uh, I think the issue with that one is some of the sound uh, is having issues. Not necessarily sound, but volume. And, and some of the controllers are just dead out of the box. And that's, you know, a concern. So... Uh, yeah, mini consoles, man. Uh, they're, they're a thing. They're fun. I still like my Super Nintendo Mini. I rarely, rarely ever use it, but, you know, they're neat. Uh, you can still find that PlayStation classic thing that they released for, like, 20 bucks around the internet. So, so yeah, there's that or that. No one wanted that PlayStation thing. So, I think it's just, just the game selection was just not good. So, on that one. Um, Joe, and uh, the other piece of news that I have is sort of a negative, and I hate to end it with a bummer, but uh, that's usually how we tr treat sensitive topics on No Load Time. And, um, and it's uh, GameStop is unfortunately yeah. closing 200 of their stores, 200 of their low-performing stores in order for them to refocus assets into rebuilding their uh their high volume stores my local thing geek as i mentioned before closed uh i'm not sure i'm, I'm pretty sure that the other lo think geek locations uh actually closed as well there were two locations here in orlando so i'm sure the other one closed again uh as well so i mean where do they go from here joe uh, what it's it's not looking good they're still losing money Will will they wait for new consoles and then they're gonna call it quits? What do you think, man? Yeah, I I do feel like it's only a matter of time now that we consistently see a decline. I'm not saying it's impossible for a resurrection, and by no means do I actually want it to go away. I'm a fan. I, I hope that it does stick around. I wish them well, but when I do think of it as the consumer side, uh, I think of like what really um, motivates me. To want to go to these stores um at this point we're in such a, a a digital world where everyone's purchasing games on amazon 
uh, Best Buy has a great program for people. You know, obviously, like the you know, spend a certain amount of money, get rewards. It, it, it's it's very good good program that they have going on there. That's something you know usually take advantage of. Obed, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, yes, physical copy games is still um, you know a big thing. You and I are very big fans of physical copy. Everything, whether it's a film, doesn't matter, right? But like with GameStop, you know. Yeah, like they have some some cool little stuff, but there's nothing really in there that I got to go to the store to go pick up this game. It's cool that I have a place if I want to just go walk and grab it off the shelf and have it. That's cool. I like that. Um, but even the idea of used games is not really something that that, that, that people have been uh, crazy about. That's been a very decline, decline, decline. I used to be someone that would get used games. I don't get used games anymore. Um, especially with newer consoles, I just like I invested in this thing. Might as well get a new game. I mean, there's just there's just you know, especially with also how the games are being created, right? Like you get a new game, shred the box, you get these codes and all this. Like like yeah. you know, like there's there's no real need for for the way they try to innovate with this pre games and the trade in and all this kind of stuff. Like their model in general doesn't make me feel like I need to go as a consumer. But if I'm standing in GameStop shoes. I'm saying to myself, well, how do I bring back energy here? I need to do something that only we do. It is partnership opportunities with the games that are coming out saying, we only at GameStop, you get this special, whatever. They've tried that. They've done that. Doesn't still doesn't seem to be something that's that's too crazy. Gosh, I don't know what else to suggest to them. I'm hoping and I'm thinking that they're sitting down every day and they're bored saying, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? But at this point, I, I'm not feeling too confident about their future. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate for it's unfortunate that they're actually going ahead and closing stores, right? Uh, but as I mentioned before, and and it's unfortunate because people are going to lose their jobs, right? And that's that's the that's the that's the hard part of it, right? Is that you know the the economic impact that these closings will have on people's lives, but at the same time, dude. It goes back to the EA thing with Madden. When it, you know EA has been selling you the same Madden game for 15 years, because you know they they got that license and 2K was no longer able to do football. And when 2K already had a superior product, and you know and Madden went and EA went ahead and locked in Madden. So I mean the series became stagnant. The same thing happened to GameStop when they started buying, you know, Babbage's and EB Games and all this stuff and just killing their competition. And now they're all they're their own worst enemy. That again, there's like three GameStops within two within a mile of each other where I live. Like I could drive five minutes down, there's a GameStop. Five minutes over, there's another GameStop. Over by UCF, there's another GameStop. Over by the airport, there's another GameStop. And then a mile after that one, there's another GameStop. There's just too many. There's just too many of them, man. And, I mean, again, it's unfortunate that people are going to be losing their jobs, but I believe that at the moment this is the right thing to do. Um, also, Joe, last week they've cut uh, a large number of, uh, of Game Informer employees, like half of their staff, basically. Uh, Including, yeah, including the poc- the the guys that work on the podcast and some of the editors for Game Game Informer. So, I mean, they're they're doing cuts, and 
you know, it's unfortunate again because people are going to get impacted by this, um, by, by the, the closings and then the layoffs. Um, but if you're going to save the business, I mean, you gotta do, you gotta do what you gotta do. And I'm, I'm curious to see what though, that new concept that they're talking about will be. Um, I'm pretty sure my local GameStop will be one of those because that's one of the one of, that's one of the GameStops that on Black Friday you'll get a line out the door over to the corner of the building. So, so I'm curious to see. And there's always people in there, um, you know, buying stuff. So, um, so I really want to see what that new concept is, and if they're going to reach out to you know local you know uh, gaming leagues because there's there's a few gaming leagues here they can reach out they do some grassroots and maybe bring people into stores man for so, sure uh you know uh so our best goes to the uh the you know, guys affected and and i'm pretty sure we're gonna see a few down in in this area because uh dude i've been to GameStops that i got some stories from you know times that i've been at GameStop and uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say them on the podcast, but it, because you know just, they're sort of uncomfortable. But uh, but it's it's I've been at GameStop that I've I've been you know I walked in the store and I've and there's no one and I mean no one in there, not even employees. <laughs> the store is open and I walk in and there's no one in the store, dude. Um, that there's a couple of local ones that are like that. So, uh, but I mean. I'm hoping that that this is not another you know Toys R Us thing, and hopefully they can keep afloat. And they they and time's running out, but they have a chance. You know, if they if if they focus on 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 this you know renovation plan that they that they have, and if it's good, you know, ultimately we'll see when when this is all said and done. So it used to be a place where we would play games in the store. Like I used to like. Before I would buy a game, I would literally like they would pop the game in the console right in front of me right there and I would trial it or whatever. Like it's not like that anymore, at least when I'm in there. So I don't I don't know if that's maybe a part of it. I don't know. But I, I am hopeful that like you're saying that they could turn it around. I don't know what they're gonna do, but I'm sure every day that's on their mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean I don't I don't want it to be another, you know, G four and <laughs> uh, you know, that that was that was really unfortunate. Oh boy, yeah, we're gonna talk about G four here. So, um, yeah, I really, I really want them to to be able to stay afloat. I, I mean, do I agree with all with all of their business practices? No, not really. I mean, uh, like you mentioned, use games. I, I really, I mean, I don't necessarily have a huge problem with that. With that, but the way they they've been approaching it the last few years uh, is tr- troubling to say the least. So. Um, and also their new games, like, dude, if you're selling me a new game, that thing better be wrapped. Don't, don't pull against the disc out of an envelope and put it in a case and give it to me. Um, because that's not how things work. And I tried to buy. So this is the last time I tried to buy a used game at GameStop, Joe. This was my experience, and I'm just going to share it with you guys. I tried to buy the Final Fantasy X, X2 collection for the Vita um, out over at GameStop. And, and they had one one copy, one new copy, um, and you know, it said new, right? So I take the case over to the, the register, 
and said new okay open the 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 uh, the i give it to the girl in the in front uh it said new and it's just like oh yeah there's a new copy but it's the only, only one we have so the game's here in this envelope i'm gonna put it in it's like okay when what about the code it's like what do you mean the code it's like because final fantasy 10 comes on physical but the final fantasy final fantasy 10 2 is a separate download that, that the game comes with the code it's like Oh yeah, it's like yeah, you can read in the back. It's like there's a you know Final Fantasy X two is a downloadable code. It says on the box. And it's like oh well, I don't have the code. I was like I'm not gonna gonna buy the game. Thanks, bye, and I left. You know, that was the last time I tried to buy anything used at GameStop. So um, I I am I was just not, I'm just not a big fan of their used games practice. And you know, going back to what you said, so it's unfortunate. Hopefully, they can turn it around. Uh, they they should refocus instead of just uh, instead of just their games trading, um, because they're known they're the meme right they're they're the places where you trade twenty games for forty nine cents and it's, <laughs> and you know they they have to distance themselves from that and if it means them having to cut use games you have to move away from that that uh, that sort of you know uh, uh, market marketing view or and that 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 way that that perception that the, the the customers have of GameStop so you have to move away from that I think so but yeah uh, our, our best goes to the you know those that are going to be affected and the guys from uh, Game Informer that were affected as well um, so we'll see it's going to be it's going to be very interesting so Joel that is what I got sir if you want to go ahead and wrap it up Absolutely, guys. Thank you again for taking time of your day to listen to us here on the show. We've got a lot more great stuff coming your way, so make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you stay subscribed. You can subscribe to the show audio version on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Also, you can subscribe to our video version on our YouTube channel, No Load Time. Make sure to also to be a follower on our social media so you get informed on all the new stuff, sometimes some fun reactions on things that are going on. Uh, you know, we, we handle our social channels very uniquely, whether you're following us on Instagram or you're following us on Facebook or you're following us on Twitter, there's always different stuff to see there. So at no load time, that's at no load time. You can find us there on our social media. Make sure to also send us an email with any questions, comments, or feedback that you would like to uh, give us, send us our way. We're always welcome to it. We really appreciate it. So send an email to no load time at gmail.com. At no low time at gmail.com. Thank you all very much. Episode 105 is coming next week, and we look forward to it. Thank you guys, and we'll see you again next time.